knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Answer Report podcast, the longest-running Kingdom Hearts podcast on the internet. This is episode number 97. Three faded episodes away from episode 100, live, that we're doing live on the internet. I'm Mike, and with me as always is the absolutely corked, not at all smelly in any sense of the word brother no, jason not hello jason not all, hello <laughs> doesn't smell no despite what some reports might tell you despite the fact that he brought up the smell on a podcast or the lack of smell not smelly yeah despite the fact that you would you would think that he's actually smelly because i said that he's not i'm not he's not smelly jason how are you doing dude i'm doing good not smelly not smelly at all that's fantastic to hear. <laughs> Jason, we have an action-packed episode here for you today. But before we really dive into it. No, like, he, I'm not smelly. Dude, he's not smelly, okay? Stop fucking trying to say he's smelly. Like, he's I, I, all the time, I'll, I'll, like, I'll just be at work, and they'll be like, someone smells good. And then they'll be like, oh, it's you. Well, that would, you would still be smelly then. No, it smells good. No, like smelly has a bad connotation. No, dude. you just have a good smell. You're smelly. No, that's smelly. That, that doesn't work. That's how it works. Guys, let them know that doesn't work like that. Uh, Jason, wow, you're smelly. I like your perfume. Anyway. <laughs> we- <laughs> yeah, dude, that works on all the ladies. <laughs> God damn, girl, you smell. <laughs> mm, girl, you smelling something fierce. <laughs> anyway, I've tried to move on the episode three times now from the smelliness. We got flooded, Jason, with Apple Podcast reviews. That smells delicious. (laughs) Four Apple Podcast reviews to read to you guys right now. Holy shit. Four. 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 That's fucking so tight. What the fuck? I don't and they happened the tenth, the eleventh, the twelfth, and the thirteenth. I don't know what y'all are doing. Just laying out reviews day after day like this. Y'all nutty. Y'all lost your mind. Y'all smelly, probably. Probably in a good way. The first uh, review is apparently from it works like that. Joshing you sixty two, and they say you. it's five stars, and they say a fun podcast that never gets old. This is one of my favorite podcasts. It's one of the first podcasts I listen to, and I almost always listen to each new episode as soon as it comes out. The hosts, Mike and Jason, are great and lots of fun. They can be a little rough sometimes. But they're good boys, and I always come back for more. I'm, I'm not sure what he's referring to. Yeah. I'm a bit smelly, okay? Yeah, I'm smelly. <laughs> but in a good way. I've been a huge fan of Kingdom Hearts ever since I was a little kid, and while I've never gotten into the community much, these guys and their podcast make me want to join and get a lot more involved in their community. They even have a Discord for their listeners to join, though I've been always been too nervous to join myself, LOL. I look forward to this every Friday, and it makes my day at work better when I get to listen to their podcast. It's something to look forward to during the week. Keep up the great work. P.S. If nothing else, you should listen to this podcast for their Dark Roads Take Me Home cover song. One of my favorite parts of the show, <laughs> and it's a tragedy it wasn't included in Melody of Memory, LOL. <laughs> Thank you, Josh and you. And if you haven't joined the Discord yet, my friend, you should come hang out with yes. us. We'd love to talk to you. Yes. And we appreciate the five-star review. Next one is from The Best Movie Ever Made Before is the name. Okay, okay, and okay. The, the subject says 101% and five stars. Wow. Kind of a weird review here, but I oh, love the show. Nice. <laughs> I've been listening for a very long time, and I make sure to tune in every Friday while I'm at work. You all have a great perspective on the series as a whole, and I love hearing you all talk it. I love Kingdom Hearts and have since I was like seven years old. Very excited for the 100th episode. It's insane how long the podcast has been active. Yes, the yeah. longest running. Yeah, that's why it's the longest running, yeah. Also, in the YouTube video slash streams, I love the Coheed and Cambria banner behind you all. The second stage turbine blade is the goat. Hell yes, dude. You love to hear it. Hell yes, dude. 
Anyways, though, I'm looking forward to hearing you all talk about Kingdom Hearts some more, and I'm very excited to hear how this Union Cross story finally wraps up. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. We got, we got some news for you today on that account, I so know, stay tuned. It doesn't end. Thank you. The best movie ever made before. Appreciate you. This next one's from Eric111595. Hell yeah, dude. Very, very, I'm, I'm assuming that's November 15th, 1995, but I'm not trying to dox him. Stop doxing him, dude. It says, for fuck's sake. The best KH podcast around five stars. Wow. I've only recently discovered wow. this podcast, but it hooks me right from episode one. I never start a podcast at current episodes. I always see where they started. Mike and Jason have such welcoming voices, and it honestly feels like you are with them in their basement, just shooting the breeze, talking about your favorite video game franchise. I cannot recommend this podcast any more than i already have <laughs> it is worth diving in jason's impression of zigbar is also superb <laughs> and that alone can be a drawing factor for uh, you <laughs> overall if you like kh and you like two brothers who enjoy talking about it put your headphones in and come along for the ride <laughs> thank you eric i don't know why like i haven't done the voice in so long <laughs> And it just has been coming up so much recently, like in the stream, in the podcast. Because people love your Zigbar voice, dude. Oh, my God. This final one. That's a lot of pressure. This final one's a little weird. Uh, it's from Elbow underscore Juice. Elbow Juice. And it says, it's okay. Five stars. <laughs> and it says, hey, you, you want to drink something the dinosaurs drank? You want to drink what Nomura drinks? What Freddie Mercury, Van Gogh, Shakespeare, and Moses drink? You want to be cool like them? Drink some water. It's the latest trend everyone is doing. Be healthy and drink this amazing liquid that has been here since the dawn of time and still works properly. Something that every living being on earth has had contact with since the very beginning. I mean, how cool is that? That's really awesome and you know it. So why don't you drink some water right now and think about how you're doing the exact same right thing now. others have done for millions right of years. Drinking water. I'm drinking water right now. Drink water and be one of the cool kids. Thank you, Elbow Juice, for the copy pasta. Oh yeah, Just but we like appreciate the, the view drink. regardless, and I like that you threw Nomura in there, dude. Like, oh yeah, dude. A little sprinkle. I think, that, I think in the Cage copy sprinkle. pasta that's supposed to be Michael Jackson. Mm. So, good replacement. Yeah, good <laughs> replacement. Elbow juice. Nice job. <laughs> if you want to give us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts, you can just go to Apple Podcast app and review us. We only accept five star reviews. Wait, so. wait, 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 wait. Go back one screen. What? Did you close it? Yeah. God damn it. Why? Dude, you're telling me we have 46 reviews. First off, that's fucking balling. Thank you, guys. You guys are fucking absolute Wait, you, ballers. Did you see that? Oh, 46 yeah. ratings. 46 reviews for a uh, four and a half star rating. And you're telling me we have 45 five star reviews yeah. and one two star and one two star. And then we're not a five star. Should, should we read his? You gotta, you gotta be kidding me, dude. I don't know that I can go back. That I don't nah, know how dude, this fucks. Fuck, fuck that guy, dude. Yeah. Well, we don't have the same uh, love for the characters as he yeah. does. So the same nerdy Nakeo one two three or whatever love. your name was. If you're out there, fuck you. You're a fuck, and I know uh, you still listen. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you like the show? Admit it. Go change your view now for the second time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's dropping it to a one if you want to leave us a review we'd highly appreciate it it helps the algorithm on apple Podcasts at least <laughs> and it's fun to hear from you guys and yeah. read it on the show so even if you want to give us a one star i mean i was having be- a terrible day because my brother called me smelly and then like now i'm chilling now you're chilling dude <laughs> fuck it fuck it i'm dude. walking on sunshine right now <laughs> last or two weeks ago i said hey we're gonna read these this advent calendar thing that yokoshima Moore is doing every week we're gonna like catch up on the week and then because demo is so fucking five head i forgot so we have some catching up to do on this advent calendar okay, okay, okay if you don't know what this is basically every day of december yoko is picking a song that she composed in kingdom hearts and giving a memory about it and then cage 13 the the fucking the fucking mind mind blown five head cretins at KH thirteen. Yeah, dude. Shout out to are you, translating dude. them and then putting some nice beautiful art on there. Yeah. And I believe they're also attaching the song to it now. Mm. If you're on Twitter or YouTube, maybe. Maybe not YouTube, maybe just Twitter. But I've seen that. Mm. So shout out to them and we're gonna read through um day three through God, I don't even know what fucking day it is. Day Day three through day 17. Bear with me, folks, as I as I read these little quips from Yokoshimamura. 
The first one for day three is Wave of Darkness 1 from Kingdom Hearts 0.2. And Yoko says, Performed live at the World Tour Orchestra in 2017 in Los Angeles. I still have vivid memories of everyone's reaction to the surprise trailer. I could hear everyone shouting, Excuse me? From above the stage. What a good memory. Laughs. That's cute. 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 Day four. Stranded Beyond from KH3. While at first it might sound like a fleeting, ephemeral song, at around the 104 mark, it starts to tug on your heartstrings. When I heard the songs recording at around that part, I felt an indescribable sense of sadness and despair. Not as fun of a fact there. Not as cute. Not as cute, but no. correct. Day 5, The Afternoon Streets from Cage 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This song was written with a certain feeling in mind. That feeling when night falls and the city start the city lights start illuminating the streets. Oh, unlike yeah. the twilight feeling of lazy afternoons. The gentle light on your window as the sun goes down, the smell of dinner in the air, but somehow you feel a strange, mysterious feeling of loneliness. I wonder why. Don't make me think about that. Uh, what if like <laughs> well, what if like every like day she just gets more and more like existential and then by the end you're like questioning why you exist. <laughs> you're like shaking and like right. <laughs> rocking back and forth. You'll go. <laughs> day six, dismiss from Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Looking back, this was the song with very specific requests such as add the melody add this melody to this line or don't put in this phrase, but this one. At first I thought, hmm, that's pretty unreasonable, but then it went pretty smoothly. It's as if that song was waiting to see the light of day, like it's been there from the start. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Day seven, another side cage final mix. The last song I wrote when working under square before I became a freelancer, I made it while viewing the secret movies, mysterious world to Tetsu-san. The piano part of the song had an org 13 esque feeling to it. So after that, it would become part of the official theme for the organization 13. Translators note, Tetsu-san is a nickname for Tetsuya Nomura, obviously. But that's interesting, because in my head, which it made no sense in my head, <clears throat> but in my head, I always thought the organization theme came first. But no, it did not. Another side came first, because it was in Cage 1. Yeah. So I don't know why in my head I had those confused, but that's that's really interesting. They took that one line from the beginning and kind of made it into its own thing. Yeah. Day crazy. 8. What? what, what? So that's crazy. Oh, I thought you... That's sorry. crazy. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Stop it. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Day eight, Darkness of the Unknown from KH2. The intention behind this song was to make it be able to move on to another song without sounding unnatural. But in reality, this song ended up having three phrases, each corresponding to the battle's phases. For the soundtrack, though, I connected the three phases into one single recording. Nice. Oh, dude. Day nine's a great day. Traverse Town, KH1. This song is only 34 seconds long in a loop. It has no intro and goes straight into the melody, but I think that's kind of simple arrangement is good for Traverse Town. You won't need the song to be long since you'll listen to it repeatedly for a long time, right? And like repeatedly and like repeatedly and repeatedly. 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 Dude, such Just a good song. Repeatedly. Such a good song. <laughs> oh, wait, what happened here? After day nine. Oh, did it? So day 10. Rowdy Rumble, KH2. I oh, wanted oh, yeah. a song I wanted to make because I wanted to tackle a battle song that sounds the same as the world song, but with the phrases slightly different. Due to a mishap of mine, the demo version of the song was played at an event before it was complete. I turned white as a sheet in the event hall. Laughs. That one's kind of cute. Oopsie. Day 11, Rage Awakened, KH2 Final Mix. A song that I'm honored to say has been used multiple times, including in promo videos. Whenever I get requests for secret boss songs, they, the bosses, are always referred to as Mystery Man. So I always go, who are you? Who the heck are you? And write a song with a lot going on in my imagination. Wow. So she doesn't even know anything about Lingering Will, you know? Right. Just, he's a mystery man. Who the hell are you? Day 12, Sora, KH2. Originally, Sora's theme had a completely different melody, but when I had to make the staff roll and reached a certain phrase, my mind went, this can't be anyone but Sora. I guess you could say that Sora popped in my head at the moment, and so it became Sora's theme. Day 13, Kyrie 1, KH. A banger. Sora's theme comes from KH2, but Kyrie's theme has been there since KH1, and it has three variants as well. When you compare to three, one and two have little to no difference. When I couldn't decide which chord was better, I decided to use them both. Day 14, Roxas, KH2. 
I've answered this several times in several interviews, but this song came to light as I was lightly playing the piano. It has no chorus and is very short. Who would have thought that he, Roxas, would become such a popular character? At the time, while I was fine-tuning the song, I thought, huh? Where's Sora? Yeah, where the hell is Sora? So did we all, Yoko. So did we all. Where the hell is Sora? Who is this blonde kid? <gasps> all my homies want to hear Lord of the Castle. Oh, shit. From Kingdom Hearts Recon. Oh, shit. Whenever I write piano passages with very fast tempo, I play them at a reduced speed so I can record the data. Otherwise, I can't play them, laughs. Originally, Recon did not use live performance audio, so we decided to record this song for Kingdom Hearts 1.5. Benjamin Nuss, who performed this track for KH 1.5, joined me in a concert afterwards. Or I, was, I said Benjamin, it's Benjamin. You know how, like, when you only see the first two letters, or the first yeah, letter yeah. and the last letter, and you just put it together? Yeah, yeah. I just saw ben- Benjamin, and it's Benjamin. Benjamin is the Lord of the Castle, dude. Benjamin, Lord, Lord of the Castle, Lord of the Castle. Day 16. Oh, no. Le Impeto Escuro. Okay, okay. K-H-D-D-D. Okay, okay. It was a song that I had finished at the last minute. It was so last minute that I didn't even get the director's okay until it was the day to record. During the recording, I got the call of their approval, and as soon as the recording finished, I skipped from the studio. Oh, yeah. And then finally, for this uh, day 17, here on December 17th when we're recording this, Gar... Gardando Nel Buyo, KH, KH. When Tetsu-san was on a business trip, he had to check and listen to the demo on his phone speakers. Sorry if I keep too, talking too much about these last-minute songs. When I sent him the message, he was waiting for the train at the station. I'm incredibly sorry for that. <laughs> that literally told us nothing about the song, Yoko. <laughs> it's just the most memorable thing, dude. Right, I know, but it told us nothing. So... Next uh, episode, we will catch up on, I'm assuming, day 18 through 20-something. Yeah. Well, dude, next episode will... Was that on Christmas? Episode 98 will be on Christmas, dude. It's a fucking Holy Christmas cow. miracle. Holy cow. It's a fucking Christmas miracle. So we'll do we'll do 18 through the 24th next week. Jason and I didn't really talk about this before, but there's something I want to talk about, Jason, and I want your thoughts on. Okay. And it was spawned from a stream we did the other night where we decided to play some Melody Memory Verses and tried to match up with some of the uh, our friends in the chat. Tried to. And, you know, we're not very successful. Um, we got when we'd, two, when we we'd had like success in the past. Yeah. We'd we'd match up with Damo and Whale a couple times and OJ once or once or twice. We were really trying to match up with Tyler, match up with Sean, match up with anybody. And we just weren't getting yeah. that. And it was very frustrating. And first of all, I'd like to point you guys to a website called NoisyPixel.net, another website that our good friend Orpheus Joshua writes for. He's just a talented man. Yeah. And he wrote an opinion piece called Kingdom Hearts Melody Memory is Fun, but the online features need some work. So I I suggest you guys go check that article out and show our boy OJ some love. But I want to talk about it on our end here, Jason. Uh, I'm just going to say my piece and then you can can add on how you feel. Okay, okay. It's ridiculous that a this game did not come with this. Okay, before I I guess before I say my opinion piece, I should probably lay it out for people that don't know because there are probably some people that haven't played Melody Memory. Right, right, right. So basically, there is a versus mode online, and in order to play, you go in and you have a rating based on you know you start at a certain amount and then you your rating is based on how many matches you win or lose. Yeah, it goes up, goes down. Yep, and. You go in and you can select beginner, standard, proud, or any, and then tricks on or off or any. And those are the only differentiating factors that you could choose. And then you just search for somebody. And there's no way to, say, pick Jason from my friends list and say, hey, let's play a match. That is literally impossible. Even um, locally, that is impossible. Jason can't just grab a second right. controller into that. He can do co-op that way, but not the versus mode. Uh, and I, I'm really confused as to why that is for one, because the, the only, the only reason I can think of it is that way is because they wanted to have the rank, the rankings, right? Like, Oh, we don't want like me and Jason, just Jason to continually lose to me. So someone boosts their ranking, but this game isn't a, like it's a, you can make it a competitive multiplayer game, but it's not like there's going to be melody of memory, like professional tournaments, 
or professional yeah. things going on. They've announced no plans to well, have I, like I, tournaments, especially because how would you set up a tournament? You well, can't right. even... <laughs> but I guess what I mean is they haven't announced anything on their end of because like, OK, what would make sense to me is they go, hey, we're going to let people get their rankings up. And then they go, hey, we're having an official Melody Memory Tournament. You have to have a ranking of this or there's different different brackets for different rankings. And we're setting it all up kind of like Smash does every once in a while through Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like if they were doing something like that, it would make sense to me. But they're not. They're clearly not. And it's very frustrating that one, I can't match up my friends. And then the matchmaking to me is broken. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really exist. And And we've played people that like... We were trying to match up with Sean, who was probably, what, 600 points behind us at a certain point? Yeah. Something like that. And we matched up with somebody who was 1,200 points ahead of us instead of Sean. And I, it just doesn't make any like sense they were to me. Higher than, they were higher than double our rating. Right. Why is it the way it is? And I guess, you know, we're friends with Sean on PlayStation. That didn't matter. We, didn't we, were, matter. Friends with, we were friends with Demo. We were friends with right. Whale. Like, I don't think that matters. So I don't really understand but. what they're doing and... Any, any, I, I know this game probably, they were probably weren't planning on this game having a, like a long, like multiplayer life or anything. It was just another feature for them to put in. Yeah. Yeah. But like any chance of that is just out the window now. Oh yeah. Cause like we had fun playing, but after a certain point we were just frustrated that we couldn't play with our friends. <clears throat> well, right? and like what, what happens in like a lot of, uh, like for example, you, you mentioned smash bros, uh, there w- originally it wasn't any multiplayer really. And, uh, or like online multiplayer, mm-hmm. and so people just had to do like in-house stuff, right? Without stuff like Anther's Ladder, like there would be no. You you just only have to do like private games, right? Through like this like scuffed ass like dolphin thing, mm-hmm. and so that's how a lot of those things like start. And when there is no way to play with the people that you want to play with, right? You you can't. <laughs> they're, they're, People who were who would have kept playing aren't going to be playing anymore because right. they can't play with the people that they want to play with. Right, and and the only people that are going to keep playing are the people that are that the ranking is very important to them. Yeah, but even then, those people are getting griefed because yeah. we we got matched up with Lucian, who uh, is a very good player. Yeah, like ridiculously good, perfect scores on a lot of songs, which means you full rainbow excellented them yeah. you know what i mean like just, you didn't get a regular excellent the entire just time really good players and they're getting five points from beating us and we're losing five points on so our ranking like you play the entire song just to have five points which normally like to put into perspective like you could go up like easily like 40 50 upwards to like 100 we've gone up depending. 100 before yeah, yeah. five mm-hmm. and and what's crazy is it, let's say somehow they had a bad game and we won. It would wipe out hours of grinding online for this player. Right. So basically what I'm saying it's is not fun for anyone. There's no winner here. Yeah. Right? It's a lose and lose. I So this is me pleading with square. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to cut this part of the podcast like out and put on Twitter and I'm going to, I'm going to come up with some hashtag that I don't know yet. And I'm going to, I'm going to put all this out there and I want you guys to like go out and retweet it. And and push this because I we need we need to stand up and say hey square please do this because I don't think they're gonna do it otherwise I yeah. don't think there's any reason for them to do it unless enough people are going hey we want you to do this unless they're planning on doing like uh uh, uh the final remix or whatever like I talked about a couple weeks ago like there's no point for them to do this unless we make a big enough like hey do this 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 you know and I'm yeah. not saying I'm definitely not saying harass anybody. I just no. want to make that very clear because we don't want anybody to be harassed, but constantly like retweeting people that talk about it and, and pushing those like tweets and stuff forward. So hopefully the right people see it. That's what I want. Don't go like send death threats to anybody. Don't go like, yeah, please DM God. people just push the tweets that we're, a lot of creators are going to be doing. Cause we're going to, we're going to try to, we're going to try to start a wildfire here that, that, that spreads and, and not in a literal sense in a figurative sense. Just to be very clear, <laughs> don't set fire to Square Enix headquarters. Do not. Just to be very clear. Oh God, we're <laughs> we're going to um, try and push this because I think it's very important, and because I want this game to continue to be something that we can play. Demo had this tournament plan that he wanted to do with different creators, and 
it just seemed like a lot of fun and it was just snuffed out before it even began because it this game doesn't include a simple private match feature i can't think of a game that has a competitive like multiplayer aspect where you cannot do a private match yeah fortnite fucking fortnite even if like anything like if anything games more often have a private match feature and not a ranked feature yes than have a ranked feature and not a private match it makes no sense and don't get me wrong i i don't i don't think they should abolish the ranked feature just make a separate one where it's like okay i can just select my friend and i can play with them it doesn't have to be like too intense it doesn't have to be like smash bros where you have a lobby and people are waiting right yeah. like, you know no no spectating just give me a private match th- feature so i can go okay i select demo 2279 to invite him to a private match and then we play yeah it's that simple don't up our ranking when one wins don't don't do anything don't just do anything do the just score. let us play yeah <laughs> let us turn tricks on and off let us select the difficulty and that's it please square enix I, I i am coming to you as a humble humble man a humble fan a man who wakes up every morning and gives money to square enix I'm coming to you. Please put this feature in the game. It's very important to me and a lot of other fans out there. And I think you'll be surprised at how many people jump back into this game. If you do this. That's my piece. Also, please fix Dark Road by ending it. Yeah, yeah. There's one way to fix Dark Road. And it's by ending it. Speaking of fucking Dark Road, Jason. It's time for the Jedi to end, dude. It's time for the Jedi to end. Did I get enough kills to get this last? I think I did. Brand new phone game, Mr. Nomura. Download blue stacks and grind on your computer. Make some new friends, they all have big keys. They'll all be dead by the time we reach chapter three. Dark Road, take me home to the place where I belong. Scarlet Coyote, Zenor Mama, take me home. Dark Road. Ladies and gentlemen, Dark Road. I have 6,000 jewels. But let's talk about what's changed in Dark Road since the last time. They added five new cards, Jason. Yuffie. One of them is Poggers. Monstro. Hades. Yeah. I really want the Hades card. Potion 2. Now, I'm a little confused about Potion 2. Why is it not called High Potion? Why didn't you just make a High Potion card? Why are you making two Potion cards? It's a bit random. It is kind of a cool card because if you use it outright, it recovers 80 HP. But if you use it as part of your slate or whatever, they don't call them slates in this game, but that's what I'm going to call them. Cause it's yeah, like, yeah, it makes sense. Then it recovers 50. So it still recovers even. Why would you not just rework the original card? I don't know. I don't know. And then there's Genie Jafar, which I know my boy Sean's out there is pretty hype about Genie Jafar, but he probably wishes it was Snake Jafar. True, yeah. Anyway. Anyone would anyone would want that. There are new cards, and then there's also a new free battle for Christmas where you get Blizzard belts, and then you can craft them in the Blizzara belts and Blizzaga belts. And the battle's pretty easy. I almost completed all of it, and I barely play this game. I also, before we draw, I want to give you guys a quick update on me as a person. I'm level 47. Oh, I, I leveled up twice in the last two days because I actually focused on leveling up. Okay. I got about uh, 350,000 BP right now after leveling up, but it takes about, it's taken about 700,000 BP to level up at this Dear point. Dear God. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the premium keys are where it's at for that. But anyway, enough, enough shop talk. Let's get into what you guys are here for to listen to me get absolutely griefed. Here we go, baby. By the draw. I have enough for two draws. I have 6,000 jewels. Uh, on the cover, oddly enough, is Jaf- Genie Jafar and Monstro, the two cards I do not want. <laughs> so, uh, can I get a Hades? Let's can draw I get 10. a Hades? Can, can I, I get a Hades? Hades? Can I get a Hades? Or can any of the other cards I don't have that are can good. Can I get a Hades? Hades nuts. 
a little pog. I received one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cards that are, or no, I'm sorry, six cards that are rainbow points. Okay, so we got four cards. I got the potion two. Ooh. I got Yuffie. Okay. I got Riku Replica. Hmm. I got Maleficent. Mm. That's not, that's not and bad. one one blue abu out of those rainbow cards so that wasn't okay. terrible okay 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 this next one's gonna be way worse yeah i got i mean i got two brand new cards when's right. the last time that's happened right uh probably yeah. like half a year ago all right here we go again <laughs> please give me give me hades 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 and nothing else give me hades or give me death i did not get hades give me death <laughs> I got regular potion, so I'm a plus six on that, and I got Genie Jafar. Oh wow! So, so we three... got four out of five cards. Oh wait, no, you didn't three get out monster. Of five. Three, out, three of out, five. out of five. Yeah, and then the rest was all rainbow fodder. That's not. That's not 32. bad. Yeah, that, that that's not okay, bad. Dark Road. Way to not yeah, suck my soul bad. out of my body that's for not once. Bad. <laughs> Way to not completely demoralize me for the rest of my fucking podcast, dude. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Rest of the day, even rest of the day rest of my life even appreciate that what does that do to my deck who gets who gets put in yeah who gets booted oh no did nothing move <laughs> oh no that's not good yuffie not good enough to make the deck uh potion two not good enough to make the deck and uh Jafar not good enough. Jafar me. goes to the top of my green villains, actually. Oh. Jafar kind of hype. Okay. My green villains are kind of scuffed, though. Like, I have Jafar, Yellow Opera. Yeah, but that one's good. Emerald Blues, mm. Captain Hook, mm. and Bandit. Yikes. So my green villains kind of scuffed. Yikes. My my red villains kind of hype with Sephiroth, Riku Replica, Fire, uh, Red Nocturne. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. So the Queen of Hearts and Big Large Body Boy. I'm I'm looking at the the pictures for them, right? Yeah. And in the corner, they got like the okay, Yuffie's a physical attack. Mm -hmm. Monstro and Hades are both magic attacks. And then oddly, there's the potion which has like the the shield. Because it's like a support item. Yeah. So you want to know what Jafar, Jafar does? also does. Jafar absorbs 50 HP. Stacking cards does not increase value. So he just does... A he just does 50 damage and heals you 50. A base 50. Which, that's kind of... That's a lot. I feel like. I mean, he went to huh. the front of my deck, dude. Because, like, okay, the base power of... Oh, he UV, does not get better as you stack No. Him. But the base power of Yuffie is 20, and her plus 10 power is 54. So it's only four better than Jafar's 50. Right. And you just get his one card, and boom. So he's kind. that's kind of a good card, actually. But the more you get, the more you're griefed. Well, you still get, like, the, like... The one HP. The bonus for there. And I uh, Tyler clarified, my Alice, now that I have 11 of Alice, it will start to shot, count towards shot points. Because you, you get one and then plus ten. Like, it's like a zero card, I guess. The yeah. first one and then, yeah. So that makes sense. not completely grief there. And I didn't get an Alice today, so that's pretty hype. That is hype. That is hype. so hype. Not that bad, so Dark hype. Road. Still a shit game, but not bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, those naughty boys and girls in Japan... I'm sorry, what? Those naughty girls and boys over in Japan... Updated Union Cross with some story. Oh no! No, and we're gonna no, watch no, it. Well, no. we're not gonna watch it on podcast. We're gonna watch it before, and then we're gonna talk about it. Oh, and then oh, we're gonna do no. our question of the week. So please look forward to that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Answer Report podcast. Jason and I, for the first time. Just watched the Japanese Union Cross update, the most recent one. And before we dive into what happens there, Jason, what's on your mind? That was actually probably the best update we've had in like a half a year, at least, mm -hmm. if not the entire year. It gave us some information. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't organization rehash, dude. Yeah. It wasn't. And, uh, the darkness character is really intriguing. Uh, the Master Master stuff, Luju stuff is always really cool too. And yeah, there, there really wasn't anything. I mean, like, 
the fact that Brain has Erica's Keyblade is probably going to be the most talked about thing. Already is. Yeah, but like already is. I, I don't think that really matters. Really, it's like stuff we kind of already assumed. Right, right. It's already kind of pieced together. So let me let me give a synopsis of it, and we'll talk about it more. So basically, we're back in the control room with the Master Masters and Luju, and Luju begins asking about darkness and if the Master's ever spoken with them. And the Master explains darkness doesn't exist in the same way we do. That they don't have the same kind of like goals and thoughts that we do. So it would be tough for us to understand darkness and darkness to understand us. Yeah. Like it understands what we do, but like not why. why? Yeah. The, the motivations that, and there's no way for that to be, uh, uh, connected better. Like it's just, it is what it is. Basically they, they spent a long time talking about that. And then we cut to the last scene. We were left off with Ven laying on the ground and darkness standing over him and darkness teleports to the other side of the room. And, they kind of face off um, scolds tends to Ven and darkness kind of echoes the same sentiment. The master just said, cause he's asked, what are your goals? And darkness says, you know, goals, we don't think the same way that you do. There's no reason for what we're doing. We just do. We're just trying to get to know you better. And so then the conversation steers to why did Sterletia have to die? And darkness mentions that Ven wanted Sterletia to die. And they say, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. He didn't even know Sterletia. And they sa- he says, no, but he wanted the power, meaning he wanted, he, he envied her spot, so to speak. Yeah. Not necessarily her in particular, but just being a union leader. Ven wanted to be a union leader. Yeah. And so Darkness took it upon him or herself to help Ven with that and get rid of Sterletia, which I'm assuming it was... At this point, it seems like they're saying she was the wrong place, wrong time kind of person. Like if, yeah, presumably if Scold would have walked in instead of Sterletia, Darkness would have took care of Scold. Yeah. Right. Ven and Darkness would take care of Scold. And so they, they remarked that that's not how Ven would have wanted it. And they say, well, it doesn't really matter. And that triggers Marluxia or. Well, and then Marluxia was like, wait, well, then what was the point for Sterletia to die? Because they were saying that, like, even if he is a union leader, it doesn't necessarily mean that he has power or whatever, like. He's just a union leader, and he's like, yeah, but that that's kind of like details to me. Right, it that's doesn't more matter. Ben's problem. I, I was just trying to help him. Lorium finds out that Darkness didn't care that it was Sterletia that had died. Could have been any of the union yeah. leaders, and Lorium kind of, he gets the little red viney things around him that he yeah, has, he and he goes at him, and he gets fucking bodied, dude. Just destroyed. Lorium just keeps losing, dude. Yeah. Just keeps fucking losing, and you hate to see and it. And it doesn't end. No. Even in Kingdom Hearts 3, he's still getting yeah, bodied. still getting bodied. Like hundreds of years later or something. Right. <laughs> Poor man. He just griefed his whole life. <laughs> so then uh, what we have next is Brain starts asking some questions. Mostly, and, and at first you're not quite sure what Brain's getting at, but what he's getting at is, hey, are you the only... Basically, he's trying to whittle down is how powerful is this guy, and he's is he the only person here? Can, yeah. can we fight him? Because Darkness says that normally they're invisible. Yes. Once Brain gets the answers he needs, he pulls out the Master Defender, the Keyblade of Ericus, which I guess now we should say the Keyblade of Brain, because it, it would seem that Brain handed that Keyblade down and Ericus yeah. uh, got it. That, I think that's pretty fair to uh, assume at this point. And he dives in and does a very Dark Road-esque looking attack. Yeah. <laughs> and then the screen fades out and it cuts back to Luju and the Master Masters. And Luju, very concerned about the kids... Uh, the master masters calls him a mother hen and he, you know, lose just trying to be like, well, we put the future in their hands. The master master says, well, the book of prophecies, the the eras happen after this, so they should be fine. Although I don't know who dies and who lives, you know? Yeah. And he tells Luju, since your, your job was to observe, you can watch them, but there's, you cannot meddle. No meddling, no meddling. And Luju kind of goes, okay. And then it ends. That's the end of the scene. The other, all the other shit was fucking candy, gracer, crush, wreck it, Ralph bullshit. That doesn't matter. That we did not watch. That we did not watch. What they're kind of, in my mind, setting up, Jason, is how Lorium, Elrena, Ephemer, Scold, how these characters move on. And I think it's going to be through the power of Luju. I think Luju is actually going to meddle. Yeah, probably. And, and that would explain, you know, knowing what we know about Luju and who he becomes, Zigbar, that would explain how he brought 
Marluxia and Larxene into the organization in the first place. Mm. Don't you think? Yeah. So I think that's what we're leading up to. I, I don't know what the... I, 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 I mean... I don't know that they defeat this darkness here or, you know, it's tough to say that move that brain pulled off looked really sauce, dude. Yeah. That looks like he spent some fucking jewels on that one, dude. <laughs> like he, he did a lot of pulls he for did that. A lot one. of pulls for that one. And he been powered it up to plus 11. Yeah, dude. dude. And I think it'd be cool if brain kind of gets revealed as this kind of Chad. Yeah. Hero man. Right. Be cool. Cause, Cause he's kind of like put forth as like this intellectual. Yeah. And it, w- it would be a little uh, stereotype breaking if he was this like powerful Chad, you know, yeah. hero, you know. Well, it's kind of like one of those things where the darkness says that there's more of the darkness than there is of like heat. Of like, light. Of yes. light, yeah. And that uh, Lorium's already been bodied. Yeah, right. Well, well and Lorium is still it, like. Came looks, from getting bodied by Maleficent yeah. to this room. Gets bodied again. Yeah. Lorium's not doing well. Like, he, 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 like, limped into the room. Yeah. Not doing well. Like, five minutes ago, he limped into the room. And I'm pretty sure what he, he didn't, he didn't teleport behind darkness and whisper anything to him. And I think that's where he fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's where he fucked up. If he would have teleported behind him yeah. and, like, the urine is stored in the balls. Yeah. I think he would have been fine. Yeah. But then Brain's like, yo, so, like, are you the only one here? And right. He's like, I am. Hey, you don't have any friends here, dude. <laughs> you don't have any invisible friends and here, And then right? he pulls out the Master Defender like a fucking Chad, dude. Yeah, and then he's like, Ephemer Skull, this is the ultimate enemy. Go crazy. Right. right. It kind of, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. I was kind of sauced by it. I was yeah. kind of hyped up by it, yeah. you know? Union Cross doing something cool in a cutscene? What? 2021 must be great. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's kind of it. Do you have any other thoughts on it? I mean, I think... You could like infer some things based on like basically the master masters and lose your cutscene happens. So things that darkness says in the other cutscene makes sense. Like when he says, oh, I watched the book of prophecies be written. Master masters said before, oh, he's been watching us for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. Because otherwise you'd be like, wait, the master of master, like, like they kind of inferred. They're like, you worked with the master of masters, right? Yeah. But the the game tells you, no, that's not actually what happened. He just has been observing them for a long time. Yeah. So I mean, I, the darkness literally says they're old friends. So. Right, but I in my my reading of that was like more like we've known each other a long time. We're old friends, as in like we've we've crossed paths and maybe yeah. we had battles or maybe we, cause, yeah. You know, the master of masters for. Uh, better or worse right now, most people believe he's a being of light, not a being of darkness. Right. He gets oh. kind of defensive, though, when Luju's like, Luju's asking about the darkness, and he's like, well, the darkness, he's not very normal. And, yeah, and he was kind of like you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, blah? And then he's like, maybe you're more like the darkness than me. Yeah. And, and does the point. Yeah. The point. The fucking but, point. So yeah, yeah, he gets kind of defensive. He does. He does. Uh, thank you to uh, Gold Panner and Cage Insider. We we used your video on YouTube to watch that. Um, again, with translations, we won't actually know for a hundred percent certainty that this is the what the tone they wanted to convey until the English version comes out. Right. Yeah. That's that's always a given with these. But I think Gold Panner does a pretty good job of catching what the uh, spirit of what they're trying to convey is. So we'll see when in like six months or whatever, when this comes to the global, that was the union cross five minutes. Wow. wow, wow, We didn't even tell you it was, it was a fucking stealth infiltration. (laughs) We've the union cross five minutes has been here all the time. Just most of the time. It's it's been invisible. It's been invisible. (laughs) Jason. Jason, Jason, Jason. What, My what, dear what, sweet brother. What, 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 what? It is time for the question of the week. This week's question of the week could contain spoilers for Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory and probably will actually. Because the question is what does the ending of Melody of Memory mean for the future <laughs> of the game? I'm sorry, this is like. This might have spoilers. So about the ending, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Essentially, what's your theory on what will happen next? So, Wildcat Diana, Tara's Union, says, So I picked up several things from the little story we got that could lead to several directions. I'm going to try to do these in order to not get too confusing. So unlike some theorizing I've seen, I don't think it's much the data slash technology side of Quadratum that connects both realities. I think dreams are the world type that actually connects the KH world with the new reality we are about to experience. And I just think the fiction part is just Nomir trying to expand on what a world line is. Because he cannot use words like dimension or world. Those were already used when when we traveled to Disney properties. There's even a Shakespearean quote they use for the Versus 13 scene between Noctis and Sella that alludes to it, stating that nothing is really real, but thinking makes it so. I actually recommend watching that scene again. The possible connection to Kingdom Hearts makes that dialogue super creepy. Oh, no. I still think the Sora we saw and cannot speak is one year later Sora, and I still think something happened to him while he's alone with Yozora and Ko in Quadratum. When we go back to Riku, he is going to meet Yozora and his friends, and during that game, we are slowly going to piece together whatever went down with Sora. The twist I'm predicting is, Sora is crystallized like we saw in Remind, but for a different reason, and it happened later in the story, since remember, the Sora-Yozora fight seems to be a dream also. Yozora did that to, pro- to Sora to protect him from the Master Master's plan, possibly even after Sora asked him to, would be my guess. Hmm. Giving an excuse for a future Riku versus Yozora in that game, Riku demands to know where Sora is. Yozora does not tell him. Tension begins. Riku finds a crystallized Sora in the government building's basement, gets mad, wow. fights Yozora, and later finds out that it was for a good reason. Maybe because the master later shows up and goes, ah, thanks. I was looking for him all over. We got more details about whatever happened to the Nameless Star. I personally got severe Harbinger of Doom mythos out of what we saw in Toy Box, combined with what both the girl and the fairy godmother said. Maybe one of the Quadratum villains is using her body to move around Luju style even. Now, this is what I predict hmm. for Quadratum. Maybe Dream Drop Distance 2 game. The thing is, it depends on what Nomira wants to do for the 20th anniversary. I still think that a BBS 2 game is possible because Ven and Lorium are what connects games from the previous saga to the mobile games. Ven needs to recover his memories of his time as a union leader, and the foretellers need to be revealed to our heroes as well. A game where they are in the realm of darkness and encounter either a pissed off Lorium and Elrena or even the foretellers in darkness to then later meet up with Kyrie and Donald and Goofy could also work. Also, of course, Kyrie said the magical anime words, I need to become stronger. So her arc now is to train with Aqua. Adding Kyrie to the Land of Departure set of characters is probably part of the next saga, which I love. Bringing two favorite female characters together is a great idea. I'm only curious about if this is also about joining Kyrie with Ven, since there is an idea of Kyrie being from Union Cross as well. Oh, I don't know about that one. I've never heard that. At the same time, the one thing I thought when Mickey was sent to Scala was finding a ruined, a ruined Scala Kayum, and hmm, that Mickey going alone only means someone is going to body him. He's looking for clues about presumed dead lost masters, because it would be it would be where a newly awakened Lorium or Fortellos would all go also. It's the only place they have an attachment to as those characters, since it was Daybreak Town, they would hide there. And jumping from something that you discussed with Demo, Subject X is a third person that disappeared without a trace in the series. So my theory is that she is Skold and she's probably in Quadratum 2. Since she was introduced with a point of view in the report, she's bound to appear in one of the next games. So my prediction would either be BBS2 or DDD2. Let's see which one Nomir is planning in that crazy master of masters head of his. Hmm. The idea that Skold, like, did something to... Like a nature taboo or something, maybe? Mm. What could it have been, though? Yeah. Well, and like... Maybe... I mean, what could have happened is... Skold is, like, in the fucking castle as, like, a prisoner, right? hmm They could have been doing... Like, Ansem, like, Secret of Darkness could have, like, been like, Yo, did the same thing that he did to Kyrie kind of shit. But she ended up on the other side, maybe. Oh! Yeah, that's true. Maybe she got Maybe thrown she ended in the up fucking arc. A world that is not of light or dark. Maybe she was like test number two after Kyrie. He's like, well, I don't know where Kyrie went. Let's try it again. Yeah. Or before. Yeah, who knows? Well, the way he talks, it's kind of like it's the first time he's doing this. Mm. Or maybe that's how he found out about the world. Hmm. That's how he found out about the other side. Is he sent scold and was like. <sighs> Ooh, that was the first try. Let's try she, 2.0. She's, she's literally not in the light or dark realm. What Yikers. Didn't know that existed till now. 
Sorry, Scold. Let's try Kyrie. <laughs> Thank you, Diana, for that answer. Very, very well thought out answer. Alks, let's fucking go Sephiroth, says, I feel like it's going to be how DDD set up three, just way more intense. Now that Xehanort is done, we have to deal with the Foretellers and Mom. I feel like Mom set up Yozora to kill slash crystallize Sora so he could bait Riku in and kill one or both of them and reveal that he and Yozora had a and co had a deal that Yozora could return from where they came from, which could be why we saw him in the car in the end. Oh, hmm, I like that. Aqua and Kyrie are probably going to have their training interrupted by some Union Cross shit and have to split up for an entire game. And the Mickey thing is going to be the Dark Road characters coming back for the fight against the Ma Master of Masters and the Foretellers. As for the BBS trio, during their trek in the Realm of Darkness, they will find the Union Cross characters and Lorian will have revenge against Ventus, creating this distraught tension with Aqua and Terra and split everyone up again. Lee and Isa will go back to searching for Subject X and end up fighting Luzu slash Zigbar because he was the one who probably saw her last and Roxas and Shion will do be doing their own thing. Or Namir could just say fuck it and make a Kingdom Hearts 1 remake and make it connected to Melody Memory for some fucking reason and pull a Final Fantasy 7 remake. I don't know. This is Namira we're talking about. True. True. Thank you, Alex. I'm excited for any of those. Yep. All that sounds good. I really like the point of Yozora made a deal with the Master of Masters to protect Sora and if he mm. does that that sends him back to his world and that's why he wakes up in the car maybe but he also wakes up in the car when he loses so that well, he also wakes up in the car and looks like how he looks that's true i've been having these weird thoughts lately is any of this real <gasps> or not is any of this reality or not dude yeah that's so meta also but it's like the whole thing there where he's like this is what i really look like and then he wakes up in the car and he still like looks like that in higher def, but yeah, like. this is so confusing. Anyway, Captain Joe says, I'm hoping that before we get a game that picks up right where Melody Memory were left off in the timeline, we get at least one game taking place in the one year time skip between the end of three and limit cut episode. In the previous saga, we got days after KH2, which fleshed out the time between the end of Com and the beginning of two, and I loved that. It really made it feel like a year had gone by for these characters. I don't know how good of a chance this has of actually happening. But if it does, it would probably be the Wayfinder trio in the Realm of Darkness. And since the Realm of Darkness has the tendency to make people face their inner demons, this would be where Ven's darker past comes into play. Jumping ahead to Postmom, I'm wondering if we'll get a game like BBS in that there are multiple paths to play through that tell each different stories. One route would be Mickey exploring Kala and finding clues about the Foretellers. Another would be Riku heading to Quadratum, and maybe if one of the theories brought up in the podcast were correct, discovering that he's in the completely wrong place. The third route would either be focused on Kyrie and her training, although I don't know how they turn that into a whole route, or it could be Sora trying to find his way out of unreality from the inside. Whatever happens, it's going to be a crazy ride, and I'm so hyped to see what the future has in store of Sora in the game. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you, yeah. Captain Joe. Oh, yeah. Phil Games. Phil Games. Time for the games. Says, Kyrie is going to train with Aqua, and I don't care what the heck else happens as long as they spend some time on that. Hell yeah, brother. Love to see it. Hell yeah, brother. Vetus says, Kyrie, Naminé, and Shion train with Aqua. But for training, she just sends them out to Disney World because that's the only way to get good, obviously. Then it's Kingdom Hearts Union... Kingdom Hearts Union Cross 2, and it's awesome, except that won't happen. Honestly, I think if the next game isn't Cage 4, maybe we'll get a BBS 2 with the Wayfinder Trio, either in the Realm of Darkness, or going to Scala and learning more about their Keyblade Wielder heritage, and Kyrie is there in the background, maybe. Oh, poor Kyrie. King DDDD says, For Goofy, I. Th oh, this is last week's question. <laughs> For Goofy, I think of Paladin and Donald and Red Mage. Thank you, King DDDD. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. <laughs> I just started reading that and I was like, this isn't right, but it was totally my fault. <laughs> Trump says, first, I think the next game will be a side game that follows Kyrie through her training with Aqua. At some point in the story, I think Kyrie will finally be able to get to save the day. I think it's possible that Kyrie will turn to Radiant Garden and try to remember more of her past and in turn find slash save Scold. This will kickstart the crew learning what happened to the Lost Masters. After that, I think we'll get another side game following Yozora and how he came to be in the final world fighting Sora and Remind. He tells Sora that he was given a series of tasks and finally told to save Sora. I think this game, I think this game, you will play as your Sora as he completes these tasks. We will get to see who's who gave him these tasks. I can't read right now. I also think that Square is gearing up to make Yozora the main protagonist of the next arc. Although I hope not. I don't want to leave Sora and Co. And Co. Finally, we will get Kingdom Hearts Four, where we will follow Sora and Riku and Quadratum. I think that somehow will lead 
into who slash where the master masters is, who will then become the next main villain. Hmm. Interesting take. I like it. Constus says, I believe the game will be birthed by sleep style with multiple scenarios. I will guess Mickey and Riku, maybe Kairi too, and this game will lead to KH4 as we'll get the revelations that will be necessary for it. I don't know why, but like how you said it, Mickey, Riku, and maybe Kairi too. Like, yeah, <laughs> it sounded like a, a nursery rhyme or something. Mickey, Riku, Kairi too, and I got a thick of poo. Uh, DP Grant says, like others have said, the Gap Games, Com, and 3D that really set up the plot between the main titles have been Riku and Sora dual stories. So I'm assuming that's where we're headed. I can't imagine the whole game would take place in Quadratum, but I don't know if their realm has been broken up into smaller worlds like Sora and Riku's. I will be shocked, though, if the answer to this is more Final Fantasy characters and settings. I think Nomura wants nothing to do with them anymore. Rip Jets, I want you so bad. And at most of the, no. the new characters we meet there will just be close analogs like Yozora's to Noctis. I would really be surprised if we get a full gameplay in the Wayfinder Trio again. I think they, as well as Mickey and Skull Kaim, will probably have the only equivalent of what we got to do with Riku and KH3. And Kairi will be revealed to be a Ava, who got de-aged by the Ark, or she's her own grandmother or something. Hmm. And I'm sorry, but the gang in Twilight Town is done. Roxas and Shion will become voiceless characters a la Dylan and Alias no. and go to school with Hainer Pensinolette. Lee and Isa's quest to find subject X will happen on a phone game, and my dream that Skull never gets a 3D model will come true. No. Wow. No. Orpheus Joshua says, no. I don't have any super specific predictions, just some general ideas and thoughts. I think the story will become 50-50 between the Cage universe and whatever Quadratum is. The foretellers, Mufsa and Pete will be relegated to as the antagonist of the Cage universe, where Kairi will take center stage, and Sora, Riku, and Yuzor, and Cole will handle whatever is Quadratum. As for specifics, it definitely seems like Kairi will become friendlier with the BBS trio, or at least just Aqua. What makes Kairi's position here so interesting is that she has no default trio now that Sora and Riku are gone, so instead of tethering her to them, she'll have to attach her to other characters in some manner. I could see Lee and Issa tackling the mystery of Subject X with maybe Roxas and Shion helping? Roxas, Shion, and Namine are all big question mark with how they'll be used. There will be likely is one game with the cage first characters combating the foretellers, finding subject decks, and God knows what. The foretellers are, at least in my opinion, the most interesting group of antagonists we've had, eclipsing even the organization. They do not seem corrupt or evil, just naive. I honestly think that although they'll start off as antagonists, they'll become supporters of the main cast down the line. For Quadratum, I think there might be a switcheroo between the prominence of Disney and Square, as in the majority of what will be seen and dealt with worldwide will be based on Square properties where there will be Disney cameos. The out-of-bounds textures and Remind Shibuya pretty much guarantee Square properties, or at least just Final Fantasy, will be far more prevalent here than what we've seen before. Thank you, Orphan Joshua. Scary Trees Shout 2 out, says, I've got a theory. It could be bunnies. Cricket noises. I've got another theory that the events of Mom could possibly lead us into the next Kingdom Hearts game. In all seriousness, I have so many <laughs> fizzle, bamboozle, conspiracy, Kingdom Hearts theories running around in my brain thoughts that you will literally lose your vision by the excessive cross-eyedness I would cause, so I'll spare you. I'm, like, already now. super cross-eyed right now. I'm the bunnies think cross-eyed me, I'm not going to lie. Serious Black says, now this is a fun question. I think we're all going to see Nomura use Kingdom Hearts to create the game that never was. Oh, and no. that game is the Versus 13. Oh, While no. Melody of Memory doesn't really showcase anything to prove that, I think the secret episode endings can give us some kind of clue with Sora potentially sleeping inside the crystal. I know it's viewed as the bad ending, but it's possible that it's canon to the story. I think people should really play more, pay more attention to the Final Fantasy XIII storyline. There are a lot of interesting similarities between that story and KH. We know that the series is shifting to some sort of big city and Versus Thirteen was always supposed to take place in a big city. I found that the big tagline for Versus 13 in one of the early trailers was, this is a fantasy based on reality, which is really similar to, I've been having these rude thoughts lately, is anything real or not, that Kingdom Hearts likes to use. I spent some time rambling my thoughts in the KH3 discussion channel, so I did not want to make this post too long. I also noticed that typically there are two side story games between each numbered installment of Kingdom Hearts. We already have Melody Memory, so we'll probably get one more game that includes Riku's time in Quadratum and Kairi's story with Aqua. After that, we should get KH4 with Sora returning as the main character, and we get the big Master of Masters reveal. There's a tagline for the trailers of Kingdom Hearts 3. That's like... It basically is like, don't... Don't let your dreams be dreams, is basically the synopsis of it. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that would, like, play over, yeah. Don't... 
if you if you want to if you want a dream to become reality, don't just dive in or something like that. It's something yeah. like that. I don't remember what yeah. it is, but that's very similar to. Kyrie's bro says, for me, the big interesting things are the star being confirmed as the girl from Yozora's world. The other thing that gets me excited is Kyrie going off to train with Aqua. I think they deserve more screen time. Hell yeah, Kyrie's bro. Amen, brother. Unhinged exit says, the ending of Melody of Memory only has me wondering one question. For both Jason and Tyler, is that really a wolf? Tyler would probably say, that's a wolf. I think he, that he would say that's a wolf. I think he'd say it's a wolf, dude. I think he would say that's a wolf. That's a wolf. Vip built different. Two fourteen says, "All right, I've said this before, but this is my question. So here's my two head theory. I think it's obvious that Nomura is trying to keep Sora, Riku, and Kairi separated for the next game of the series. My guess is when Young Zaynor did his world tour, he saw his future and somehow getting Sora or maybe Riku out of the world they live in." That would explain why he went. He spent 70 years making a plan and then just gave up on it at the end of KH3. I also think the Master of Masters is from the fictional world and time likely moves very different there. Finally, I think whatever's in the black box allows people to travel from the two worlds. As for the future of the series, I think we're going to get one more spinoff, either a BBS2 or one other spinoff, likely following the Seasalt Trio or a Riku game. Then after that, Kingdom Hearts 4 is where Sora returns to the world. Thank you, Jip. My inner voice, previously known as Sean's or Red Nocturne, says... I like Alex's idea of KH1 Remake and want to add Jafar Snake to the mix. I could care Hell less yeah. about what's next because it's far beyond making sense at this point. All of a sudden, everyone is remembering stuff from a long-forgotten past. They are literally pulling shit out of their ass with no warning or build-up. Ansem, Yensen, Fairy Godmother. Scala was just introduced at the ass end of KH3 and was presumed fucking gone because no one has brought it up before or even knows how to get there except by way of he's a portal. And now Yensen is sending Mickey there? Give me a fucking break. I hope they don't do this subpar shit with the foretellers and Luju, which seems like Box seems to agree is the one interesting thing left. Sora should not come back at all. If he does, then this price bullshit was just bad storytelling trope used to death already in the series. It is getting fucking old, guys. Can we agree on that at least? Right. Mom is fun, but it really sucks story-wise. Kyrie is shafted again. I literally think the devs looked at data greeting fan fiction and was like, let's prolong this shit and do these ideas. We gave them free content ideas. Data greeting fanfic. How many of us <laughs> made data fuck? greetings of Kyrie training with Aqua? Do we really? I, I didn't do that. Do we data really have to see it? Data greeting fanfic. I would rather have <laughs> Kyrie been a badass already going after Sora than this I'm weak shit they're trying to feed me. Sora didn't even know what the fuck a Keyblade was in the first game, and he saved the fucking world. Rant over for now. On a more positive note, I'm curious about Quadratum, the end of Union Cross, and whether my ideas of how Dark World will play out will come true. I stopped playing Dark Road, FYI. I think Dark Road <laughs> will follow the Disney Princess worlds of KH1, which we already have two. So five more worlds to drip feed us for that gotcha. Concluding with Radiant Garden, tying into Melody Memories and Union Cross by way of Darkness combo with Maleficent uh, and her memories. So the end of Union Cross has the kids be yeeted off to their fated destinations. Scold to Radiant Garden, Lorium to where is absent silhouette in KH2. Wow where his absent silhouette is in cage 2 Arena the same but she's revealed to be a bitch in Union Cross surprise surprise Ephemer dies who cares about brain he has no backstory the darkness being beings rave it up as daybreak gets fucking bodied Skala is made by literally none of the key kids like you think it is because it already exists doesn't make sense what else is new lol Quadratum will tie into the station of Ralph the station area of Ralph eventually Ralph oh, oh, really hope we get a console version of Ralph's world as well done I loved Ralph breaks the internet Wow, wow, Sean's Sean's very, very upset at the direction of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, dude. I didn't know you had so much anger. It's almost like he thinks they threw all semblance of story out the window. Uh, they might have. Tyler Tyler Rim says... Someone say that. I don't know. Anything can happen. Thank you, Tyler. And that wraps up the question of the week <laughs> from you guys. Jason, do you have an answer to this question? Oh, my God. Okay, you know who I'm surprised? No one brought up. Because I feel like everyone always fucking brings him up. No one fucking said shit about Demix. Like, not a single person even mentioned Demix. Or Luxord. Yeah, interesting. No one no one talked about Demix and Luxord because no, they've given us no... Well, besides Luxord maybe being the guy driving the car, they've given us no inkling of what the fuck those guys are. Right. You don't know where they fucking came from. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's why you probably didn't see a lot of it. 
Yeah. Um, I will say we've kind of talked about this ad nauseum at this point. So I don't know that if you want to see our hear our answers, listen to our talk with Demo last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because we are actually running out of time for this podcast. Believe yeah. It or not. I can't believe this. I also, I think the next game is going to be a Pokemon uh, puzzle style game. Um, with Kyrie as the main character, get shafted again. Yes. Get fucked. That's exactly what it's going to be. Thank you. Uh, this next next week's question of the week comes from Orpheus Joshua, our good friend, and he asks, "Which weapon in the Organization Thirteen is your favorite weapon, and why?" Applies to both new members of the organization and old members. Okay. 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 And if you say anything other than the book, you're wrong. Okay. Fuck the book. Yeah, the book's whack. But if you say the book, that's a fine answer, I guess. Anyway. The fucking book sent me into the dark realm during our freaking rewrite yes, run. Yes, that's true. That's true. the fucking dark realm. Anyway, please go answer the question of the week. Please go answer the question of the month if you have not yet. Because we will read that live on episode 100. And you'll be entered to win a numerous amount of prizes that I've not announced yet. But I promise some of them are good. Some of them are really funny. Some of them are great. No bad prizes here. Jason, some of them are dog shit. No, 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 that's not, not true. true. That's not true. That's not. They're dog shit. Not true. Why would I say that? That's not, say not, that? true. That's not true. Jason, hit him with it. We love you guys. May your hearts be your guiding key. Thank you. Fuck off.